What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, sinks and inks, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominique Smith. Happy Global Running Day to everybody. Now, I know you're going to say, listen, Global Running Day is two days away. It's on June 7th on a Wednesday, and this Monday. I understand, but you know we had to get the party started here a little early at Lactic Acid, and that's just what we're doing with the four-part Global Running Day series, where you're going to hear from some of the coolest people with unique perspectives and inspiring stories as well. Trust me, you do not want to miss this series. The first episode aired on Friday. This is episode two, and I am so excited for you to hear today's guest and the amazing conversation that we had. I have to say there was a little bit of an audio issue on my end i could not fix the echo i do apologize truly apologize for that hope it's not an issue for anyone listening but the episode was still lit and today's guest is julia griffey my friend julia griffey the ultimate baller shot caller she is the track and field athlete or the runner rather that can get up and drop 40 12 and 18 on any given day she was a baller back in high school and i'm pretty sure she's a big time baller now she doesn't want to admit it but she definitely was and we had an amazing conversation she's one of the coolest people you'll ever meet i told her i need her autograph when she comes down for the olympic trials it's like julia my friend i gotta get your autograph still mean that her story is inspiring and you're gonna hear about how she just worked and how she found the sport and about her job now prunera how she got to that point and now she's balling out she got me to sign up for a my panera account in the middle of the episode so you know that is elite level marketing when you can market a journalist you know you're elite um and she is definitely elite when it comes to running she's not with naz elite anymore she's doing big things at sea level so you're going to hear just about her time in the marathon just some of the things she's learned why she loves running the kindness is brought to her barbecue you know we have to talk about the barbecue and she is one of two people and both individuals are a part of this series with julia being the first who got me started on avocado got me hooked on avocado so definitely you know there was some major influence where that's concerned like i said julia's awesome you're gonna love her story you're gonna love the things that she said and you're gonna take inspiration from her journey and her words now we're on tiktok so i need you to follow me on tiktok lactic acid underscore podcast and the brother is posting as well so please be sure for latest little quick hit pieces you're going to find that there you can also find us on our other social media channels lactic acid podcast on um, instagram lactic acid underscore pod on twitter lactic acid with dominic smith on youtube subscribe hit that like button hit that notification bell that way you're updated when a new episode drops if you like what you're hearing whether it's on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, um, we're on just the different platforms now, iHeartRadio, go ahead, subscribe, and then leave a nice review. Definitely leave a nice review because it means a lot to me, but also it helps other people find the channel. And we're going to be doing some amazing things on this channel as the summer monks continue to come along, to go along. We hit some marathons. We're headed to Budapest soon. Uh, we won't be there, but we will be covering it. USAs, everything in between. NCAAs, trust me, you want to stay tuned to Lactic Acid. Shout out to our partners at Track Barn. Global Running Day, they epitomize it. Trust me, they're some of the coolest people you'll ever meet. And guess what? If you have anything, any need running related, track and field related, hit them 
up. They got you. Go shop on the site, pole vault pits, discus, whatever. They got you. And you get 10% off your order if you use the code lacticacid10 at the website. So please be sure to take advantage of that. Thank you all for listening. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Hope you all enjoy the episode. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and angst, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominique Smith. This episode is a part of our Global Running Day series. I'm not going to lie, I forgot to say that in the last episode, but listen to the preview. It's a part of the Global Running Day series as well. But I am so freaking pumped to bring to you today's guest, because she is a certified baller, shot caller. She is more famous than the Panera Bread Bread Bowl, and you know how good that is. Doing big things on and off the track, a legend in the making, or I'm sorry, a living legend that dwells among us. Let me put some respect on it. None other than Miss Julia Griffey. Julia, thank you for taking time out of your busy life to come on the show. How are you doing today? I'm sure an introduction like that, I'm doing well. That's the, the highlight of my day right there. I am like interviewing greatness. So like we have to come right. If you don't come right, don't come at all. I, my motto <laughs> is if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And so we're always ready here on Lactic Acid. So, yeah, you're killing it. Oh, uh, listen, I'm trying. We're just trying to be like you, fam. But I, this is my summertime opening question that I've been asking. And I have to ask you this, no doubt. So as I just mentioned, she's awesome. But there are other people catching wind of her awesomeness. Those people happen to be Food Network, as well as Ben and Jerry, in addition to some TV executives. So what they're going to do is they're going to do a promotion celebrating your awesomeness. So Food Network was like, yo, we are going to get together and we're going to send our best chef out where she is. We're going to cook her whatever meal she wants, her favorite meal, whatever it is. We're going to whip it up. We're going to put it on every menu known to man that we're affiliated with. Okay. Then Ben and Jerry, both of them got in on this meeting and they were like, okay, listen, we the ice cream kings of the world. We have to do a big for Sister Griffey. So they want you to pick two flavors of ice cream. And what they're going to do is they're going to combine it together and they're going to sell it everywhere. The last thing, this is where the TV executives come in. Back in the day, and I'm 29, so back in the day, there was a television show called The Wild Thornberries. And the main character, Eliza, had the ability to talk to animals. That power is going to be bestowed upon you. You get a chance to talk to any animal that you so desire to hang out with and speak to. So we need this gourmet meal, this custom ice cream, and the animal of your choosing. All right. Okay. The, the gourmet meal is hard because I, I mean, I can think of all types of different meals. I, um... Gosh, I mean, I was just in Boston this week and I had some fabulous seafood and I love seafood. So that's like one of the first things that comes to mind. But also being a Midwest girl, I love my barbecue. Mm -hmm. um, so St. Louis, Kansas City, um, got to have me some good barbecue. So I'm like going back and forth between the two. Um, and then, of course, there's always pizza i mean everyone loves pizza right um, so i'm gonna make it easy for you i'm gonna make it easy for you so 
and I did this like back in the day, so I'm gonna do it now. Burger or pizza? Pizza, hundred percent. What you getting on this pizza? Um, I am kind of unique with my pizza. Like I'm not a traditional pepperoni sausage gal. Um, I either like the barbecue chicken pizza or like all veggies, veggie supreme. Okay, healthy. Okay, I feel that. What if we did? <laughs> kind of. I mean, I like it loaded with cheese too. Don't forget. That's fair. Cheese. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. That's my my bad. Shout out to the cows for the cheese. Um, what if we did a barbecue veggie supreme? I I would eat it hundred percent. I okay. love barbecue sauce. Um, give me some good barbecue chicken or barbecue pork and throw it on a pizza with some veggies. I'm happy. Oh, Julia, about that life. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but I mean, I. I've even had barbecue pork salads. Like it, it's a weird mix, but I'm here for it. Oh, okay. So barbecue pork salad, like the barbecue sauce as the dressing. The, really? Yeah. There's a place in St. Louis. And I, um, when I was home, I, I got it and it was just this big spinach salad, but it was um, barbecue pork. So it's like pork okay. and like basically barbecue sauce was the dressing. And it had some other veggies and toppings in there. And it was so good. No, I just love it. That sounds actually really good because I'm thinking like it's romaine lettuce. I was like, oh, I cannot, I can't get hit with that. But that bitterness of the spinach mixed with the sweetness of the barbecue sauce with whatever. Oh, Lord, listen, Memorial Day just around the corner. I'm yep, already, there you go. <laughs> you know, I'm already trying to get my 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 fix in. I already got, you know, got to go get the meat. So I'm, I'm feeling this. Listen, I'm, I'm ready. This is, like I said, you stay ready. You don't have to get ready. So I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. Ice cream. Oh, okay. Well, this is easy. I'm Ice cream is... Like, I don't have a super sweet tooth. So when it comes to, like cake and brownies, like I'm fine without it. But if you say ice cream, I will never, ever say no. Um, and two flavors had to come together. Chocolate peanut butter. I mean, okay. I'm a Reese's diehard. Anything My with chocolate girl. peanut butter, that's, mm -hmm. that's all I get. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. If you don't say Reese's was your favorite candy, then something is wrong with you. We have to add you to the top of the prayer list and ask the Lord <laughs> to descend upon your taste buds. I like that. I do have a question, but I'm going to get the animal first. What okay. animal are you talking to? Okay. So, I mean, I talk to my dogs like every day and I just really want that to be able to be able to read their mind. So like, that's the first thing that comes to my head is like dogs, any dog, I just want to have a conversation with and know what they're thinking. Do they enjoy me as much as I enjoy them? Um, big dog lover. So that is my first, but then I'm also thinking if I'm in a zoo and I can pick like any animal there to have a conversation with, I'm probably picking like cheetahs or lions, like someone in the cat, the big cat family. Okay, why why the cheetah and the lion? Just because they're so exotic and the, I mean they're they're fast and they're big and they're like they remind me of like wild animals. Even though I know I said the zoo, but um, I just maybe the cheetahs can give me some secrets on how to get a little faster, run a little longer. <laughs> okay, I would ask I would ask like a cheetah like Yo, did you see um, the twenty twelve Olympic hundred meter final when Usain Bolt, who was like the <laughs> like when could you body. beat him? <laughs> yeah, could you beat him in a forty or a sixty or something <laughs> like that? Okay, that would be awesome. Oh man, I actually I actually like that answer of a cheetah because it's like listen. 
a lactic acid does not apply to you. How can we insert that into the marathon? Um, so I'm with that. I actually like that answer. I'm not sure if you got the wild thornberry reference. Um, but oh, I, I very much know the wild thornberries. Eliza Thornberry, for sure. I mean, it's been a while, but I grew up watching that show all the time. Oh, listen, y'all kids today just don't understand. That's when no, television was good. The Thornberries, what else we have? The Rugrats. That was my show. Hey, Arnold, <laughs> Rocket Power. Uh, oh, Rocket Power. That was that was one of my faves. Oh my gosh. I feel like when you run, you give off this Reggie Rocket energy. And <laughs> that's why you're so good at what you do. <laughs> uh, I'll take that as a great compliment. Reggie Rocket. Yes. Like that is like that. And that's how we rock it. I was going to say like that Hoka Clifton energy and everything, you know, because it has the metal rocker and you like lean with a rock with it when you're out there beating everybody. But I like the Reggie Rocket <laughs> energy. I think that's a better comparison. You, uh, right before actually the show i don't even know i always check my messages just to make sure you had a concoction that concerned me um of ice cream cottage cheese oh and (laughs) and and i don't even know what ice cream i couldn't get past the cottage cheese so i i I just as a journalist it's just my head is spent why um why and how does it really taste okay so I'm a big, I love, I love like baking and cooking and um, baking. I wouldn't say I'm the best cook, but I like baking. Um, And there's always these like TikTok, Instagram trends. uh, And right now, like I'm seeing this like cottage cheese trend and everyone's making cottage cheese ice cream with all these different flavors. And it's been like, even my friends have been like sending each other these like posts back and forth of like cottage cheese and we're like is this good is this not good so I just got curious and I eventually found one of these Instagram people that was like posting all these cottage cheese ice cream and I was like I gotta try it I got it looked so good uh mine does not look very pretty like all these other ones I saw that looked like really pretty um so mine definitely didn't look very pretty but um there was one girl did like a strawberry flavor one and it's basically like you add cottage cheese you add maple syrup or honey you add like a little bit of milk and then um so for this one it was like I just said peanut butter chocolate because that's my favorite so it was cottage cheese some protein powder so you know get that extra protein um yep Yep. And then um some peanut butter and then you just put in chocolate chips and you freeze it uh, for like three hours or four hours. And it's just like a high protein ice cream substitute. I mean, it's not like I don't feel like I just went to Dairy Queen and got myself a nice blizzard by any means, <laughs> but it was good. It was good. I really liked it. And like if you're looking for a healthy breakfast, but kind of a dessert, I, I would I'd eat it again. So um, I had to had to share that I jumped on the trend and gave it a try. Well, I think I need some work to critique it and make it look a little better, but it was good. Well, you have to realize half the people who come up with these recipes have something that is hard for people to keep, and that's time um, to yeah. like <laughs> get these designs and all that stuff. I was curious because I was like, ooh, I have not heard of this. But granted, I actually just tried like straight up avocado like for the first time yesterday. So I, I'm sorry. First time ever trying avocado? Where have you been living? Florida. Um, <laughs> I live in Orlando, so I mean, it's, it's, you know, but I'm going to save that story for when we talk about food. Okay. Um, and, and I can give you the, 
backstory of how uncultured when it comes to food I am outside of pho and fried chicken. But pretty much I was sitting here, you know, doing research, prepping for this show. I say this with all sincerity. There have been people that I've been blessed to interview on this show, get a chance to talk to, get a chance to know. But I can honestly say you are the first person where I honestly want to get your autograph. Like, because like the things that like, all right, check this out, y'all. And listen, this is crazy. The St. Louis Cardinals. So she was with them, working with them, doing the good and the bad years. So she was loyal. Um, Panera. Everybody done gained some weight me off that bread and that cookie <laughs> and that oat. It, it costs a little bit now. I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to be honest. It, it costs you know, more than sometimes my budget can spend. But we know Panera to be big time. You're like the, you whatever, like, I don't want to say assistant. You're like the Michael. No, you're like the David Wallace of like all the Paneras, essentially. <laughs> on like what I've seen. And then you roll up out here and you're running 229 in the marathon, dominating CIM, qualifying for like the marathon trials down here in my hometown of Orlando and doing all these amazing things. I'm like, I'm shook. Like I'm like I can, like I don't know. When you come down here, I have a pen and pencil that I want you to sign my autograph, um, so I can hang it on my wall and I can say Julia Griffey, like greatness, sign this autograph. Like I met greatness. She came on my show. Like literally, we have to do. I would say Hallmark, but like their budget's like two million dollars. But I think Netflix could pick up a movie about you and like how you're able to accomplish everything. Um, oh my so, gosh. so how are you able to like do it all and still be at the top of your game in everything that you do? Um, well, wow, that was an honor. We have to hang out when I'm in Orlando. I'll come oh. a week early and see you. Oh, <laughs> um, we will. Because I would love to hang out, not virtually in person. Oh, um yeah. but yeah, so I um have been very busy my whole life. I've usually worked um, more than one job at the same time. So just kind of my MO is just go, go, go typically. Um, yeah, I started at Panera. I, I graduated from my master's and I moved home to St. Louis and Panera is headquartered in St. Louis. Um, so I moved home from Indiana. I was there for five years playing soccer and then running and I got my master's my fifth year and then I moved home and Panera had this job opening um in marketing I applied um and I got it and so I was like oh cool like I'll work here for a couple of years and then move on to my next job um and I ended up staying there for two years in marketing and then I took a role in IT and now I'm in ops and I just keep moving up the ladder to different roles and um the I never thought, but this year will be my uh the summers of eight years with Panera, which I'm like, oh, that makes me feel old. I, I still feel <laughs> like I just graduated college. Um, so yeah, when the same summer that I started at Panera, I was also working for the St. Louis Cardinals, um, which was obviously one of my favorite jobs ever. It was awesome, but yeah, those were long days. I was, I was training pretty hard too during those five. I did the, I worked for the Cardinals, um, for five years. So from 2014 through 20, the end of 2019, um, 
and worked five full seasons with them. And during that time, pretty much my schedule was wake up at 5.15, go for my run around 5.30, 6 o'clock, go get home a little after seven, shower, go to the office, leave for the office at eight, work 8.30 to 4.30, drive to downtown St. Louis, get to uh, Bush Stadium around 5, 5.30 and work until the end of the baseball game, which was usually around 10. Drive home, go to bed, do it again. <laughs> mm, so, Lord have mercy. Yeah, that was my schedule for five years. Um, and I mean, it, Cardinals always played 81 home games. So it was probably like 75 days. Uh, so it's not the whole year. It's a mainly just busy summer. Um, but it definitely kept me busy uh, doing running 100 miles a week and working full time at Panera and then working for the Cardinals. But it was fun. I, I loved it. Um, I loved working for the Cardinals. My I loved my job at Panera. So um, and I love training. So can't complain when you're having fun doing three things. Yeah, it was hard, but I, I really enjoyed them all. Um, and then I quit the Cardinals. I was like, my time's done here. I'm getting old. Uh, did five seasons. Unfortunately, we didn't make any World Series championships when I was there. Uh, still mm. a little bitter about it because they were in there but right before I just I started, but um, it was still got to do a lot of cool experiences. And then, um, yeah, in 2020, I joined NAZ, moved out to Flagstaff, um, kept my job part-time with Panera, uh, working about 20, 30 hours a week, and then training full-time with NAZ for two and a half years. Um, so then also kept two jobs. Just, I, I just, I don't think I could do just one thing at a time. I know uh -huh. some people that's their MO, but I, I really think I function better doing multiple things at the same time. Um, and yeah, and yeah. so I'm still, still with Panera and still training now. And, um, living out in Arizona. I don't live in Flagstaff anymore. I did uh, choose to leave NAZ earlier this year. Um, the team is awesome and I have nothing but good things to say about everyone. It's just, I wanted to get back to sea level training uh, yeah. and al altitude was, was hard on me. Um, and so I wanted to see getting back to my roots and kind of, um, we moved down to Phoenix area. It's hot, but I, I usually prefer heat training anyway. So, um, now just training here and still working for Panera, um, actually was in Boston for four days this week on a work trip, um, traveling a little bit more for work now too. So yeah, definitely keeping busy. Um, definitely had my fair share. Um, my first five years at Panera, I went into the office every day. Uh, there was no work from home. It was you're in the office, you're in the office. And then COVID hit and they shut down the office and everyone had to work from home. And now our system is built that we can all pretty much work from wherever. Uh, we're starting to travel more, but yes, yeah, so I still, I was lucky enough to be able to keep that job while also training. Um, I really felt blessed to be able to do both at the same time because not a lot of people can do that. Uh, but that was one thing that came out of COVID was this work from home environment everyone had to adapt to. Um, so yeah, that's my long winded answer to how I did all of it at the same time. <laughs> Listen, well, it just, you know, validates everything I said. And the thing is, I didn't even really include like 
Y'all, if you don't know nothing about Julia, let me tell you something about her. This girl played, I heard you were a hooper. We're going to get to the hooping years, you know. Oh, you know. I was a hooper for quite a while. Don't we go get to that? Don't even work. I'm coming back. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. But you played soccer. She was like Alex Morgan before Alex Morgan was Alex Morgan. And then she took her talents to Southern Indiana, was like, nah, I ain't, I ain't doing soccer after four years. Went to the track team and the cross country team. Balled so hard that they probably going to name a track after you um, <laughs> once it's all said and done. And now you're like an elite marathoner. Your running journey is so interesting because you're so new to it that to me, it's like, and this is just an outsider's point of view. It's like when Julia figures it out, like when two plus two equals four and it connects, Y'all, y'all need to stop. Y'all in trouble. It's over. It's game <laughs> over. Do you feel that way in your running journey that you're still learning, you're still developing, and you're just one race away from, you know, just whooping everybody? It's going to be like that 2020 phase with the chicken sandwiches, the battle of the chicken sandwiches. That's going to be Julia coming through the runway out down the home stretch. That's kind of what we're rocking with here. Well, we never got in on that chicken sandwich game now. I don't know if you've tried them, but we got chicken I, sandwiches now. <laughs> I have, um, but what? Like real chicken? Real chicken. Like, like our, we got a spicy chicken, we got regular chicken, trying to be like the Chick fil A's, but you know, it's a little pricier than Chick fil A. <laughs> but, but is it, okay, is it fried? No, it's baked. Okay, so you can keep talking about um, your running journey and everything. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think I did have a very weird introduction to running. Um, I played soccer four years at Indiana, and then um, I'm sure you already heard the story, but I kind of just randomly stumbled across the running coach, and he asked me to come try out for the team. And at first I was like, never been to a cross country meet, never been on a track in my entire life. I'm 24 years old, 23 years old, something like that. I don't think I'm fit for this right now. Um, and he was like, just come give it a try. And I ended up doing my first practice was like a three mile time trial. And afterwards I, I, I showed up and I was wearing like long soccer shorts, a baggy long sleeve t-shirt, didn't have any really good shoes, just old soccer shoes um and I ended up doing pretty pretty darn well in that three mile time trial and he was like uh took me into his office and said hey if uh, come back you get a fifth year in sports which I didn't know at the time I thought you could play four years in a sport and that's all you're allowed you're done I didn't know um, that oh my gosh I didn't even know you did a three mile time trial I thought it was two miles okay <laughs> um and well, I thought I was like done. I was like, I just graduated. I just finished my soccer season. Um, it's November. I played four seasons of soccer. Like this spring I'm going to Europe and I'm graduating and I'm done. Like, and he said, you get a fifth year. You just can't play five years in the same sport. Um, so I had no idea. And that, that was, uh, and after talking to him, he was like, come back, we'll, we'll give you a scholarship to get your master's. And, when you get an offer to get schooling paid for, you don't usually say no. Um, so I went back, stayed in Southern Indiana for my fifth year, got my master's, and that's when I did cross country and track. Um, had I mean, I was clueless. I 
I did not know what I was doing. I played soccer and basketball my whole life. I've never been like, never knew anything about running, never even been on a track. So, um, that was, I'm very grateful for the people that I was with that walked me through some of the, like, this is how this works. This is how this works. You buy shoes for this. Like, I'm very grateful for those people. Um, and it was fun. And I, yeah, I always say like, Hey, I did four years of soccer and I was not once an all American. Um, I was all conference, um, all GLVC, like student athlete, like these pretty good awards, but never an all American, um, which I think is like a high honor. And then I did one year of track and I was a four time all American. I was like, Hmm, what did I do these last four years? <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Maybe I should, maybe I picked this up a little too late, but um, so that was cool to do that. And then, yeah, I moved home and didn't really think running was in my future. I, I stayed running because I enjoyed it. Like, and I had fun, but I didn't really train for anything. I didn't train hard. Um, I didn't have a team. I, I just kept up with some mileage and like random fart like workouts because I knew how to do those. I didn't really know how to write myself any other workouts. Um, and I did a half marathon in St. Louis and I ended up winning it. Um, and these group of guys and girls that there was a small team in St. Louis, like approached me after that to come like join their group. And I, at first I was like hesitant. I was like a running group. I don't know if that's my thing. I'm, I'm working a lot. Um, and I went out to like one practice that they, they met every single morning at six o'clock and I went to one. And after that, it was history. Like I had this group of people that, um, just these guys were awesome. They really pushed me. And I think they're the ones that really helped me get to that 10th place finish at the 2020 trials. Um, it was just these group of guys that ran every single morning at 6am and 5:30 or six, we met and at a Starbucks and did workouts and did long runs. And, um, they, they're the ones that really, and I met my coach there through this running club in St. Louis, um, Jason, he, he started coaching all of us for free, like didn't charge us. And then he, after, um, a couple half marathons, he was like, you've got to try the marathon. Like you'll qualify for the trials. And I was kind of like, what are you talking about trials? And he was like the Olympic trials, like you could qualify easy. And I was like, oh, you're crazy. I don't think so. And then my first marathon I ran, I was Chicago. I qualified for the trials. <laughs> um, so if it wasn't for them, I don't think I would have really kept up with my running career. And then after I qualified for the trials, I was like, oh, maybe I should take this running thing a little more serious, um, the, get get into competing and actually focusing on training. Um, so yeah, that's, and that was 2017 when I realized like, okay, you can do more than just like a St. Louis 5k. Like there's other races out there. There's road races, there's marathons. Like that's when it kind of clicked. And I started to um, be like, okay, let's, what are we training for next? Well, let me ask you this. And then we're going to get to the fun stuff off the track conversation. How have you been able, how does running, how do I ask this? How does what you do as a businesswoman help you as a runner and vice versa? Like, do you take things from the business you know, standpoint and, you know, it impacts you or it helps you in your running career, maybe a mental note or, you know, something of that nature and vice versa, or are they two, in your opinion, are they just two separate entities? No, I think, um, my, 
mentality correlates to both. So like with running, um, I think a lot of my early success in uh, before 2020 came from just consistency and hard work um, and a little fair, to be honest, night being naive. I didn't really have expectations for anything um, or any pressure on myself because I didn't know much. So I think that's where a lot of my success came. But like I just showed up every day, enjoyed it, but also like worked hard. And that's kind of what I try to bring to my work at Panera. I show up every day ready to work and work hard. Um, I part of my job is like I'm a franchisee like support. So I support Panera franchisees and like our products. And that's what I do. I want to show up and be there for them. Whereas like running, I wanted to show up and be there for my teammates and my coach. Like um, it's kind of two very different worlds and of working hard. Like one is like physically pushing your body hard and like for Panera, I sit behind a desk, like I'm not physically doing anything, but I am working hard and I'm trying to make things better for like other people and make systems and processes better. And I think if I didn't have running, I would not be successful at my job because I, I, like I said already, I can't just focus, do one thing and one thing only like, and I think running when I'm not running, I need to be doing something else and not thinking about running. So like, that's where I, I love having like that balanced lifestyle of both. And I know, um, some people, there's a lot of professional runners out there that only run and that that's great. Um, but I do think having like that balance in my life has brought benefits to both of them of being able to like have an outlet and then bring things I learned in running to work and work to running. I'm going to try that grilled chicken sandwich because you just gave me this answer about how hard you worked. And I was like, nah, it's not fried. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it for the, oh, <laughs> uh, and to, to, uh, you work so hard at, I, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Um, what are three things that people do not know about the legend that is Miss Julia Griffey? three things that people do not know about me huh. let's think about that well you I was gonna say a lot of people don't know about my basketball career but apparently you do because you said you brought it up but I almost played college basketball um I was a state champion in basketball for Missouri um my high school is a powerhouse in basketball um what school so Incarnate Word Academy so that's oh, a you fun went, fact. You went there? I went to an all-girl Catholic uh, high school. Um, we wore jumpers every day, the full I'm, navy blue. <laughs> I listen, I went to a private Christian school too. The brother had to pay for them uniforms. I feel you. I got you. Um, so yeah, my school is our school is like very, very good at basketball. Um, so that was high school well I loved high school too like all girl high school uh, people kind of are like what how did you like that man we had so much fun um but that so I would say that is a fun fact um played uh club basketball too for my whole starting in second grade through going into college, I played um, on a travel basketball team, AAU. Uh, we made a national tournament every year. So basketball was a huge part of my life. Um, funny, I guess this can be my second fun fact, but my husband also was a big basketball player. Um, unfortunately, I have to say that he was better than I was because- You don't I, know that. 
<laughs> he, he played um, for University of Illinois for four years, and then he went and played professional in Austria for two years. Um, and he is six foot eight, so a foot taller than me, and I think I'm pretty tall. So, um, okay. Well, yeah, I'm playing him one on one, he drops his dunk on me. So. <laughs> yeah, um, so he comes from a tall family, um, and then, oh man, what's a good fun fact? Third, I'm trying to think of a third third thing that people don't know about me, um, because usually I want to say something about like my dogs but you can if everyone, you want to it's, it's, it's everyone cool. already knows i already show off my dogs all the time <laughs> it's okay if you, if, it's up to you if you want to if you want to brag on the little dogs go ahead and brag on them if you can't think of nothing else well they're both laying on my floor right next to me right now um but i have two 80 pound pitbull mixes that we found in a field in missouri about almost four and a half years ago, um, someone left them on the side of the road at my cousin's farm and her son found them on the side of the road and picked them up and was like, what do we do with these little animals? They were malnourished. They couldn't even stand up because someone had just left them there. They hadn't eaten. Um, and Tyler and I said that we would help her watch them for a week while they found a home. Um, and it's been four and a half years. So I think they found a home. <laughs> okay, they, they found a home. Yeah, yeah, we said, oh, we'll help you watch them until you get a designated home for them. Um, but we can't keep them. And uh, four and a half years later. So I have two dogs, <laughs> Duncan and Dash. Um, Duncan is for basketball with Tyler and Dash is for running with me. So I like that. I like that. <laughs> well, listen, that's why they say adopt, don't shop. So and <laughs> yeah, what you we didn't have to pay for them. I mean, they're expensive now because they eat a lot, but um, yeah. some people I know paid the thousands and thousands of dollars for these full bred dogs. And I'm like, Oh, my phone nine on the side of the road. <laughs> on the side of the road. Listen, it was just a, uh, it's like a, a drive through. Well, it was yeah. right there waiting for them. It was it was meant to be like they it was right there specifically for you. So yes. that's pretty sweet. I actually like that. Duncan and Dash. You got Tim Duncan and I don't know who who's a Dash. Well, you're the Dash. So that's what we'll roll with. Yeah. So I, I like that. Um I feel like with the basketball thing, you say he's better than you, but the difference is, and you gotta stay with me here. You chose to play soccer. You have the option to ball so hard and play basketball. So you were just kind. I feel like <laughs> nobody could ever say that you're not nice because you kindly decided not to run track and just tear everybody up in Division Two. Uh, and then you chose soccer, which, you know, left him to ball so hard playing basketball. So that's, that's you know, glass half full, glass half empty perspective. That's how you look at it. I'll take um, it. I'll take it. <laughs> so yeah. So I I need to know who the hooper that was within Arkansas. That is that's a real. I've heard of that school. <laughs> Y'all get down, uh, yeah. Because we we have a school down here. My former school back in the day in the like late mid two thousands, we were nationally ranked because they were so good at women's basketball. And we have they were the number one team in the nation down here um, in Orlando called Lake Highland. The school's Lake Highland. And in these tournaments, like you see some of the different schools, but I remember specifically that school, I was like, 
who who is that? Like, where did they come from? So it's crazy to think like that I have a baller that dwells within that was from that team. Who I heard that you were like a big time baller on defense, but also you were like a shooting guard. So it's like I don't know. I got like this Clay Thompson vibe, not the Clay Thompson that just played, but like the good Clay Thompson. Yeah, I would say, well, I do want to say our school's like biggest like claim to fame right now is Nafisa Callier played for Incarnate, which she's, I mean, she was the cover of Nike magazine. She's a mom now. Um, but I mean, UConn, WNBA, USA team. Um, so she came from IWA. That's where, um, and we had a lot of just D1 ballers. So yeah, definitely. I wasn't the highest scorer on the team, but um, my I I played my role. I was a starter, um, defense, getting rebounds, taking charges. I was tiny in high school too. I wasn't very. Um, I wasn't even near as tall as I am now. Um, I hit my growth spurt right after high school, so I was more of a one of those feisty little defenders trying to get in there and steal it and just run up and down the court and outrun people. So that was, that was my strength. <laughs> okay. Listen, those are needed. They are needed. Um, you don't win NBA championships without them. Uh, I still feel like you have that, like I said, Reggie rocket, but and you probably can answer this better than I can. Like you can like wake up and just be like, you know what, let me put the computer down and drop 30 real quick. Like all the opponents and everything. Like a <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a, I like to work out. I like to grind. I like to, um, I usually have a lot of energy going. So I would say that, that Reggie Rocket kind of is a good analogy. I've never, never compared myself, but I'll take it. <laughs> so Allie Ostrander, um, came on the show back when, and she was a baller back in the day too. And she gave me this epic story about in her last game and I think it was like a third place game in like a tournament. She like nailed the game winning three over okay. the opponent. Like as time Love that. inspired or whatever. I'm curious, do you have a story that kind of resembles that level of greatness? Um yes, I can think of two games where I hit uh, buzzer beater layup, which layup I know you should make, but if it's going to win a game and there's people chasing you down the court, um, that's high pressure. That's high pressure. And I, you got to be in the right place at the right time. And of course you got to have your teammates that are passing you the ball. Um, but there, there was a big tournament, um, that I hit hit the layup, advanced us to the finals. Um, and I like remember the feeling, remember like the energy, like just hit hitting that shot. Um, and then there was a tournament that we played that it was like an invite tournament. Um, and it was my junior year. Um, and it was in Arkansas. Um, and only like invite only, we were the only team from Missouri there, uh, and it was a big deal. And I, uh, not being a very big girl, but just took like, I think it was record for, uh, the most charges in one game. Uh, and then at the end of the tournament, uh, 
one of my teammates, she was a straight baller. She went and played, her name was Jasmine. And she went and played um, for uh, Indiana State. But uh, so she was like scoring buckets and in, in uh, Gatorade Player of the Year. And she won like a big award that tournament. But I got the Heart of the Champion Award. Um, and I just thought that was cool. Like I wasn't the highest scorer out there, but taking charges against girls twice my size and getting more rebounds than half the team um, for just being kind of scrappy, basically. But that was something I specifically remember is just getting that heart of a champion award because I was like, you know what? I may not have the most talent, I guess, out here, but I, I sure sure as hell worked hard. <laughs> that was some championship winning plays. I'm like, dang, okay. Like, listen, but that is, I don't know. Interestingly enough, I think it was the guy from the University of Missouri. It was Missouri or Illinois. But his thing was he led the NCAA, and this was this year, in charges. And I'm watching the game, and he had like, he drew four or five charges and got like the star player out of the game, and they ended up winning the game. Like, by, it was pretty much an upset. I was like, yo, like, well, and that, being able to take a charge—it's not easy to fall, throw yourself on the ground. Like, <laughs> but let me ask you: Did you flop, or was it like a legit charge? Legit charge. Okay, because I didn't know if you. I was mean, James I've had Harden. some flops. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's times when you you gotta emphasize it a little bit. But um, no, I'm I'm all about the <laughs> you, you got to stand still and take it. <laughs> Listen, no, I, I was I would run you over and then get mad that you called charging on me. And stuff like that. <laughs> uh that that was that was my uh you know brief basketball mindset. So I want to switch from the hoops now that I know that you can beat everybody in USA track and field in a one-on-one. Oh and well back in the day, it's been a while. Let me <laughs> throw that out I, there. I, what's that song by Ice Cube? Today was a good day, and he's like messed around and got a triple double. I feel like that's you. You like next thing you know, you got 10, 11, and like 12. 10 points, 11 rebounds, 10 or 11 steals, seven Just, charges drawn, all done in like Hoka Cliffness or Hoka. No, you got to put bodies on. Uh, that, <laughs> that stack cushion, that stack cushion might have to break your fall. Um, I'm a big mock fan. I like okay. the Hoka mocks. Okay, never mind. We're we going to go with the mocks. That's, that's what we're going with. So in the interest of trying new foods, um, the avocado thing, I, I apparently I've been living under the uh, temple under or what pineapple under. The yeah, sea. I'm a little. I got a lot of questions about how you don't eat avocado, but that's go ahead. Go ahead and ask. Go ahead and ask. I, I'm, I'm. Go ahead. I mean, are you just like picky? Do you not like the avocado, or was it just not in your area of trying? So, <laughs> the first time I I love guac, um, specifically Chipotle's guac guac and there's a place in orlando called rocco's tacos where they it's like this bar um i don't want to talk too much about the food because i may ask them for a sponsorship and i don't want those problems um but they bring out this huge bowl of avocados and they make the guac in front of you they put like all the stuff in it and you get the chips and everything and the margaritas and all that stuff is lit. So those were the two places um, that I eat guac. But like when it comes to straight avocado, I was like, because eh. I didn't know you seasoned it. I didn't know you had to do it all. And so recently I had someone come on the show, you know, they were saying, listen, we do all the accoutrements when we put the avocado in. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try this because people tell me things on the show 
and I end up trying it. So I tried it last night with ginger dressing, and I was hooked. I was like, dang. And some seasoning. So I had to season it. So did you put it on, mix it like with a bowl or anything? I'm sure that would have been easier than what I did. Um, I, just threw some, <laughs> I just threw some crap in the plate. Just kind of went Bobby Flay and bam, just stabbed that thing. And that's not how you do it, by the way. Um, and because like I'm, I'm a big avocado person. I'll put it on my toast. I'll put it with my eggs. I'll put it like you do like a rice bowl with some chicken and sauce. Just throw avocado on top of it. Really? Okay. I'm I'm got eggs. Yeah, avocado toast with some eggs every day. Avocado is good for you. It's a brain food. Clearly, I don't use mine enough. Um, <laughs> uh, well, like egg, like the scramble, like you for real. <laughs> I'm like, dang, okay, I'm not gonna do that. But I am going to try. Okay, <laughs> what kind of like, what kind of, what's the best bread to do avocado toast? And what seasoning um, do you put on your avocado? So I'll do like if I have sourdough bread or Ooh. even just like wheat toast, toast it, avocado, and then like fry an egg, put it on top, and there you go, breakfast. Oh, it's boy. great. Okay. Okay. Well, we're gonna skip the egg. But can you put like bacon on it? You think? Yeah, you can put bacon. You can do um for lunch, turkey sandwich, put avocado on it. Um Avocado goes good on anything. The passion that you're talking with is just like, dang, I have to try this. <laughs> it's like, you're so into this. It's like crazy. Okay. I, I could talk food all day. So you started it. <laughs> I know that's my, but listen, that's the point of the show. A brother needed two piece right now, apparently with some avocado on the side. Um, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try, ooh, I'm going to try a turkey sandwich with avocado in it. Yes. I have to let you know how it is. Oh my yes. gosh. Okay. Now I'm hungry and I'm crying on the inside because that actually <laughs> sounds really good. Um barbecue. So I ask every barbecue aficionado because St. Louis has a specific design of barbecue. The sweet ribs, the spare ribs, the St. Louis cut ribs with the beautiful barbecue sauce that layers it. All for that. So I got two questions for the for you, and they're very important questions. Mm -hmm. because someone a long time ago they have this little idea and they ask other people fine you have to do a ultimate plate barbecue plate so when you go into a barbecue restaurant what are the two meats that you're getting and the three sides that accompany it two meats that you're okay um pulled pork always and i know you said ribs and that should be my answer but it's not um because um i either it depends if it's a place that's like known for brisket i can get some brisket okay otherwise i'll just do basic pulled pork and pulled chicken do two plate of that um and keep get the the signature sauce of the place because that's what's important is if they have good sauce or not um mm -hmm. and then for the sides i mean you got to do baked the um, baked beans, okay. uh, mac and cheese, and then oh, what's the third one? I I'm not um, I'm not usually into like potato salad. So mm -hmm. if I'm doing veggie, I'll do green beans, mm -hmm. or if they have like cornbread, 
can't go wrong with cornbread. But cornbread is its own. Cornbread always comes with it. Yeah, so it's not really a side. So if I if you got three sides, I would do mac and cheese, green beans, the bean, and then the baked beans. Okay, and for those listening, I do apologize for the echo <laughs> that is coming through. Um, it's all good. Technology just is a bummer. Um, oh, I can't hear it. Okay, well, I can't. Is it just so on? I, hope, I guess so. I hope y'all don't hear it. So, okay. So, disregard. Maybe if y'all don't hear it, just keep listening and, you know, get your plates ready for the barbecue <laughs> talk that's going to happen. I always get French fries. Oh, really? French fries? French fries. I mean, you can't go wrong with French fries. Because we have a rule. Maybe it's a cultural thing, but we always say you can't trust everybody's potato salad. Yeah. Uh, so... But I, I don't know if you're going to hate me for this, but I have to say it. I don't think pulled chicken is barbecue. I I, I can I kind of, see that argument. That's why I, I prefaced with, I know I should say ribs. Um, and I do usually try to get brisket. But if it's like a place that I don't, I'm not so sure about, I just stick with the chicken because I, I know it. Um, but I, I can see where you're coming at with the chicken isn't really barbecue. And that's so hard like because I like turkey, barbecue turkey. But like, what is your, from a food, because you seem like you have a refined taste bud. Now, St. Louis style, I like the sauce because it's a little bit sweeter. I don't like, I will do some vinegar, like the Carolina mustard sauce. I'm not an Alabama vinegar brother myself. But like, what are you looking for in the ultimate like Julia Grippy plate? Whether it's barbecue, but St. Louis has some really good food. So like, what is it that you look for that these other competition or other experts or places that you go to have to meet as far as the standard? And this so, oh, not just barbecue. Correct. Oh well, now you're like really opening my. Um, I mean, I like high quality food that I feel like I'm not eating processed something that got taken out of a freezer and put in a fryer. And like, I want something that they're cooking like barbecue, you know, when you can smell that it comes off the grill and it's like fresh meat and like um, fresh veggies that are just like baked back there not they opened a bag put them in the microwave or steamed a bag of veggies like i'm not i don't like the i like the fresh meals so like when i'm going out to eat i want to know that they're taking this food and cooking it and not taking it out of a bag and putting it in a deep fryer if that makes sense i feel so attacked because <laughs> i love fried chicken <laughs> stuff like that. okay but it could fried chicken can still be like they take the chicken and they actually Best fry it. Best that fair. can be real um okay. I, I just think if i'm seeing someone pull something that's been in a freezer for three weeks and then okay putting like that's my issue is like i You're want right. fresh food you right, you right. Okay, let me get my feelings out the way because I was like, oh, my- she she's she's coming out though, brother." Because you know I have to get my two piece extra crispy. Now I want it to be fresh because you don't want to go to a place where you you order fried chicken and they serve you a a, a rooster. Hey, but- growing up, my grandma, um, my dad said she always made them fried chicken and it was really good. And they, I mean, they had a farm with chicken, so that's that's fresh fried chicken. I eat oh. that. They still have the farm. Can I go up there and get a two-piece? <laughs> Not anymore, unfortunately. Dang. How do you find time to, like, relax? And what 
this like relaxation do to you? For whatever reason, a lot of y'all distance runners enjoy like reality TV and find it as a form of relaxation. I don't know why. Maybe it's because y'all may not have as much drama um, when it comes to the distance community, but I just find it interesting. Like that is a point of emphasis for distance runners. Um. So first I want to say relax. What does that mean? Because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not very good at that. My friends, so my high school best friends, like we've been best friends for 15, 16 years now. Um, we still talk every day and they would like always joke whenever they have movie nights, they'd say, Hey, Kay, movie night. Like, let's all just like chill. And they'd be like, Oh, but you're not invited because you'll want to go do something. Like I'm not very good at, or they'd be like our Sunday, um, hung Sunday hangover days. Let's watch a movie. And they're like, you're not invited because you're going to want to go for a walk or go do something. And, uh, we just want to sit here. So I've always been kind of made fun of for not, not watching a lot of movies, not watching a lot of TV because I just don't, I don't really watch TV. I don't really, I'm not a movie expert. Um, and of course, when I was running, um 120 miles a week for a little bit and I took my Sundays a little more relaxing um but yeah I've never been one that is like can sit and binge watch tv or lay on the couch for a day um I have I don't know maybe I have ADD and I don't know it but (laughs) like I'm not very good at uh the whole relaxing piece but if I am going to relax I would um I'd say my idea of TV shows right now, like really got into Yellowstone. Um, I haven't kept up with the the bad reality TV, to be honest, but I'm not saying I'm above it because I can see if I started it, I probably would get into it. Um, But sometimes uh, I'll I'll open a good book. Um, I'm not like a super fast reader I know like these a lot of like runners to go through books like every week and I'm like how do you guys do that I'm so impressed I want to I want to be more of a reader but those are my ideas of relaxing but I would say I don't spend a lot of time doing it (laughs) but I think that I mean every now and then you got to come home pour yourself a bottle of wine or a glass of wine a bottle of wine um, or that too, whatever. I was saying bottle sign. <laughs> bottle, box, contain, whatever, whatever. Listen, do what you got to do. Make mine red. That's all I have to say. I'm gonna say agree your brother myself. So you know I, I I have to get down like that. But I feel like you explore the world more and you kind of see the beauty of like life because you like to get out and to do things. So I don't actually think that's a bad thing. I think. Yeah. I like to always be out exploring, like even like moving down to Phoenix out of flags. Like I'm always like, where can we go? Try new places. Um, And yeah, I would say that's one of my like relaxing things is I really enjoy. um, Say I had a hard workout Wednesday morning and then I worked the day um, and then it comes to be four o'clock and my work's done. My workout for the day is done. I want to cook a good meal, 
open a bottle of wine, share it with Tyler. And then like after dinner, take our dogs for like a slow walk around the neighborhood, sip some wine. And that's like a perfect evening for me. Oh my gosh. Everybody needs to level up to that level of excellence. Because that's like nice. You see, you relieve that lactic acid in the legs. You get your mind flowing. You eat your avocado. So it keeps the brain wheels. Yep, yep. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, I've been missing out on this for years because I just thought it was this like, what is this green substance without seasoning? That's the issue that offends me. Well, yeah, you got to put a little like salt and pepper and stuff on it, you know, make Girl, it really taste know. good. I I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry to the avocado people of the world. I'm, I'm getting there. We're learning. I have to try bison now, more avocado. Um, Dang. Okay. Well, and apparently, ooh, what if I got avocado on the Panera chicken sandwich? Oh, so we have a quite a few sandwiches with avocado. Um, our turkey BLT has avocado, our Southwest chicken with avocado. Those are some sandwiches that already come with it. So maybe try one of those or you can add it to any salad sandwich um, on the menu. Um, but of course, there's always an upcharge for avocado. Avocados be expensive these days. <laughs> I did not mean for you to get into uh, executive mode because, <laughs> you know, that's the, <laughs> that's the same thing they tell me. So just like, OK, listen, there's an upcharge, there's a $2 upcharge. I'm like, it's all good, depending on what it is. Or if you could slap a cookie with that, because those cookies different. Um, yeah, so you, you got to you go when you get like your my Panera rewards and you get a free cookie. That's the best part. Do I have an account? Let me. I didn't even know that you said free and I said I got to get it. So yeah, if you don't have a My Panera account, we're gonna sign you up right now. <laughs> I actually don't. Dang. Man, I'm doing uh, my marketing here. <laughs> but, but gosh, here's the thing: I majored in journalism. I'm supposed to see this stuff come. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not supposed to fall victim to marketing. But I did. She got me signed up for an account for a free cookie. Panera sponsored this show. Go ahead and do that. Um, wow, I I can't believe that. So. Avocado helps the brain. I, I don't drink coffee, so, you know, I don't even know how I'm still like a weight. Okay, yeah, I see you. I'm sorry. I, I wish I could say the same, but I coffee day, every day, girl. It's it's uh it's money that I don't want to spend. for No, don't, if you don't need it, don't get in the habit. Save yourself. <laughs> I'm she told me to save myself. I'm 29 <laughs> and I'm saving myself and my wallet. Praise the Lord. Yep. Um. <laughs> Let's wrap this bad boy up with a bow. I got a couple questions, then we're going to hit up rapid fire. So the one thing you've moved on to this next phase in your running career, um, why do you love it so much? What is it about running? Because you tell, I do these 120-mile weeks, and I'm like, you know, I, I take my romantic walks to the refrigerator and back, and I, you know, we go from there, <laughs> but you are just out here enjoying the beauty of nature, continuing to get better at every run. What is it about this sport and all that it entails that you love so much? There's my two, two things about it. So one is I found this sport late in life, but it's a sport that I can do at all levels. Like, so I had to, I ran CIM in December and then, um, had some flare-ups, some injuries, health stuff afterwards that I had to take time off. So I wasn't able to work out and do the grind. And I, I realized like 
at first I was like, oh, okay, can't work out for two months. Like just enjoy it. But then I realized, damn, I miss it. Like I miss the grind, like the hard hundred mile weeks, the workouts. Um, so it's, but it's something that you can do at all different levels. So like right now I'm not the fittest I ever have been or that I want to be, but I know I can get there. So it's like something I can do myself at multiple different levels in life. Um, and it's, a sport you can do for yourself. Like soccer, if you didn't make the national championship, it was because the 11 girls on the field didn't make the national championship running. If you didn't make the national championship, that's on you like Mm -hmm. that. um, And I mean, sometimes it's out of your control. If you have a good race or a bad race, like you train as hard as you can, but I like that aspect is that I can push myself to my level. And right now I'm not I know that I'm not like the fittest I've ever been, but I also know I where I have been and I can get there. Um, and that's just like really fun for me to know you can continue to get better and get better. And like, um, and it takes work, but I like that. I like the hard work. I miss the grind. Like, um, so that's, um, one of the reasons. And then the second is the people like, I, so in St. Louis, like I said, I met this group of guys that I trained with and I trained with them for like years and we became really good friends. And then I moved to NAZ and then living in Flagstaff, I mean, running Mecca and the people are so cool. I met, made so many friends just from traveling to races and, um, training in Flagstaff. And like, the people are so cool. You jump in on long runs with different groups and this person runs for, Saucony and this person runs for Puma and this person runs for Hoka, but you're all coming together. Like that's cool. And then now I live in Phoenix and I met these two girls who are two thirty marathoners and we did, they had no idea who I was two months ago. And now we meet up three times a week, text all the time. Like, it's just like, if I wasn't running a runner, I would have never met them and wouldn't have those connections. So I just think the running world is full of really cool people. Um, and I'm very grateful for finding that, like, even though I found it later in life, I didn't have high school or college to train for running, but, uh, I've met a lot of cool people since post-collegiate. Um, and that's been fun. Have you reflected on everything that you've been able to accomplish thus far in your career, especially having come to the game late? Because it is, look, it's legit. It's, It's something serious. Um, I don't think so. I think I'm more of a, I was having a few good years where I was just progressing, progressing so quickly and I was having fun with it. And then, you know, um, it's part of the sport, but had a couple of years where racing just didn't go well for me. Um, and I didn't have like the best race races of my life. Um, and so then you get down on it and sometimes I tend to focus more on the negative than the positive but like if you look back at it I'm like okay you finished 10th at the Olympic trials after four years of running like so like it makes me excited for my future I'm 30 I'm still like look at the girls in the sport like Kira Sarah Steph Kellen like they're in their late thirties and just crushing it so it gives me so much excitement for my future knowing like yeah, you're going to have your ups, you're going to have your downs. But if I got to a pretty high level within a short amount of time, I still have a lot of time left. Um, and that's what gets me really excited about this sport is, and it's not like a lot of sports like soccer. Once college was done, 
I wasn't Alex Morgan. I wasn't Mia Hamm, like as much as I like thought I was as a kid, like I wasn't. So like my next step for soccer was beer leagues at, at home, which don't get me <laughs> wrong. That's fun, but that's like, lit. That's, lit now. <laughs> that's not competitive where I just have this competitive vibe and like finding running allows me to have like continue that competitive vibe into my late, I can go for another 10 years, hopefully. And be in this sport and that that's what i think is really cool yeah shelly ann fraser price is winning gold uh, medals at yeah. that age you got freaking uh tomato she's killing it desi linden all these yes. like amazing and athletes. they've been doing it for 20 plus years so it's just like yeah they're i mean sarah hall turned 40 sarah before hall. boston and what like was one of the top five americans like yes. she's amazing and it's like so yeah it's um gives you a little, seeing a lot of cool role models in the sport too last question then we're going to move on to our last segment what excites you the most about this year um i'm excited for this year because it's new um I I had a big life change. I moved out of Flagstaff. I um, am kind of going back to my old roots of training that were really working for me. Um, and I didn't get to race this spring, um, which really sucked, but I had some big things on my agenda that I wanted to do. And with having to take like pretty much January, February off, like I, um, didn't get to race so that just like fuels the fire even more i think like that is like lighting me up for this fall um of what can happen i told uh lauren hagan i had her on the show oh she's love lauren uh she's great she's amazing but she's big on hot sauce and i told her that if she got a goo packet that little energy stuff choose or the drink and replace the goo with hot sauce and at mile like 21 on that hydration station she puts that out and sips that hot sauce is game over for everybody i think you fall into that category like i said maybe maybe it's barbecue sauce maybe we need to um get some gummies and you know make it out of barbecue sauce and you can pop those in and everything listen Julia coming. She's going to come like that. Listen. You need a little extra sugar boost. That's all you need. That extra sugar boost. If you see her pulling over to pop in six or seven of those barbecue, St. Louis barbecue gummies, you better move out the way. It's game over. Night, night. That's how we are rocking. You have survived the interrogation process. Now we've moved on to our last subject, or rather our last topic or segment. Gosh, I can't even talk. Call it down the home stretch. I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. If you don't, I don't care because nobody does. And it is all thriller, no filler. That's how we roll up in here. Are you ready let's do it if there was a food that you could live with and a food that you could live without for the rest of your days in existence what would they be live with everyday peanut butter hands down food that i could live without and never eat again is that that is that how it is mm -hmm. um no uh quite a few foods <laughs> okay um, give me two give 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 me two give me two um, I do not like fruity, um, fruity sweets. Like I'm like, give me my chocolate, my peanut butter. So anything like fruit roll-ups, 
gummy worms, like anything like that. No, get out of here. Um, so, so I can live without that. And then um, honestly, cheeseburgers, not a huge No, you did. What? I did. I said it. I'm not a you huge grew, cheeseburger person. You grew up on a farm. What? what, what? Oh, okay. I, I'm not supposed <laughs> Grandma to. Grandma did. I didn't. Grandma did. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Okay. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. All right. What's the best? Okay. Red wine or white wine? Red. Best wine? Um, I'm a cab girl. Cabernet. Okay. Cabernet. I can see that. If you had to own a vineyard, what would the vineyard be called? Oh. That's, now I'm getting creative. I like, um, I just like want to say something like Julia's because I want my name on the vineyard because I'm selfish like that. Um, but to own a winery, be in Napa Valley, um, I was trying to think of something fancy, but I, I, I JG Wine, like, JG Wine. <laughs> I would call it like a dash of Julia. A dasher? A dash of Julia. Oh, a dash of Julia. And that's got my dog's name in it too. Wow, you, you nailed it for me. <laughs> You're more I, creative. I, I'm not very creative. You're in marketing. What are you talking about? You just you just made me marketing is very brief. <laughs> you, on my show, you came on here and made me download the dog on Panera app so I can get a cookies. I don't want to hear nothing about no creativity. <laughs> um, so okay, a dash of Julia. That way you put the dog and then it's like, okay, a little bit of Julia in the wine that you drink. Oh, I, I like it. Okay. You're familiar with the show The Office, correct? Very familiar with the show. Have I watched it? Like maybe a couple here or there, but I can't tell you the episodes. Okay. But do you know a few characters? Just a few? Yeah. Okay. If you had to name a dog after any one of the Office characters, or if you've seen the show New Girl, the New Girl characters, which what name would you choose? Oh, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Schmidt. Schmidt. <laughs> I would name a dog Schmidt. <laughs> That's a great dog name. I actually like that. Okay, Schmidt. I like that. I would name my dog David Wallace, like the entire name. David uh, Wallace. That's like a. Yes. That's a. That's a prestigious dog name. Come here, David Wallace. Like you have to. <laughs> what is like a fancy dog for like really rich people? Like, poodles like you know those show poodles those show uh, poodles yes david and then what's yes. the other like fancy dog that they always have um i'm just like thinking of the ones god i can't name the name but they always are like walking them around and they got the professional suits on and the dogs oh, walk around the track um and they're the I skinny cannot, dogs I, yes i cannot it's not the greyhound no but they look like greyhounds yeah um they're i know they're there's a specific type of breed they use for that. Oh, I'm forgiving. Anyway, yeah. It's either David Wallace or Bob Vance of Vance Refrigeration. Just the entire name. <laughs> I like the long names. Yeah, I, it's just, I don't know. It gives it some flavor. It gives it some character. Dream NIL sponsorship. Dream, what was that? Sorry. NIL, name, image, and likeness sponsorship. So you know how they're doing NIL deals for college yeah, athletes? Yeah, the college so, kids are making killings off of these. I know, like some of y'all kids, let me hold a dollar. Um, but that's what, listen, if you got a good NIL deal, stay in school, find you a degree to get yourself something in. But yeah. if that um, was you back in the day, what are you hoping to get? 
Um, I mean, back in the college days, Natty Light, do they? <laughs> <laughs> These kids don't know nothing about that. Come on, Julia. You know, they, they don't know nothing about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's probably not good for a college athlete, is it? No. Um, but the... <laughs> I, I would do... Gosh, um, this is not rapid fire, because I'm trying to think, like... They're not telling you one? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, no. I, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, Jeff peanut butter like sponsor I'm, me. I'm with that. And then like you win a big race and uh they put your face on like the jar of peanut butter. Yeah, like, like in butter. just like holding um I actually have like this picture from USI. They made me do like an article about food and I was in my tracksuit and I had like four plates on my arm <laughs> just like going down and oh. it's it's a picture I laugh at to this day, but um, that is legendary. So oh food's always been been a fun topic for me. Hey, listen, food is life, and life is precious. So food is precious. That's how we look at it. Um, okay, a couple more questions. What is on the go-to playlist? Like, what is the pump-up song for Julia Murphy? What is your pump-up song? Nelly, for sure. Just throw on some Nelly jams from the Loot, and I'm proud. From the listen, they different over there. They are different. <laughs> what, but, but what Nelly song? Because he had a few. Because me, you know, if somebody put on Air Force Ones, I was stomping my shoes like I had some Black Air Force One energy. And I don't, I'm not even about that. Um, Nelly, you got Heart of a Champion. I mean, that's a that's a fabulous pump up song. Um, champion. Yes, and then I would say that's probably number one. And then um, the. Um, what's the name of the song? It's like from the loot, and I'm proud going down, down, baby. Oh, she that, um, Jimmy, Jimmy, where am I going? yes, yes, that one. yeah. Uh, that's a yeah, that, that's that's my second one, okay. You know, this song ain't safe for the little ears, but it's okay. Um, neither is the stuff on many iPods. I That's why I didn't say all the words. <laughs> she, she, she being, see, the Lord is pleased with you because so thank you uh, for that. But, but internally, us millennials, we actually know that was the jam back in the day. That still is the jam, not even back yeah. in the day. Underappreciated from the loop. I like, I used to listen to Dilemma. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No matter what I do. And then here comes the boom. Oh, I was like, here comes the boom. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't really want it now. Want it now. Yep. You, that got was, it. you gotta listen to that before Orlando. I honestly just want to get my iPod and just be like, listen, Marathon is get pumped up. And then it's just like this slow pace into hell. Essentially. I'm gonna I'm just gonna make a Nelly all playlist before that. <laughs> you have to. Oh my gosh. Like listen, let let your Nelly playlist shine. All right. Are you familiar with T Swizzle, aka Taylor Swift? Of course. What song? resonates with you the most and we have three more questions after this oh my gosh which taylor swift song you're gonna make me like um narrow? you know i'm gonna be nice i'm gonna be nice what album um i'm like an old swifty like her first album that's like do you remember the our song and our, our song, song is the slam of screen doors yeah. thinking out late tapping on your window when she was like a little country girl and that that's that's the taylor swift i know okay that's that's your taylor because she went from um you know freaking look what you made from our song to love story to look up what you made me do 
Yeah, um, I mean, her concerts now, she is just killing it. Have you been? No, I'm sad. I haven't been. Um, she did come to Glendale here, here in Phoenix, but I I wasn't here yet. Um, and now Dang. she's like on her world tour and I don't have tickets. Tragic, tragic. I, I, went, to, I went to her uh, Red concert back in the day. Oh, you did? That's so fun. Was like, do you want to go to the T Swizzle concert? I was like, is it free? She said, yep. I said, yeah, yeah. And uh, I high fived her mom. Shout out to uh, her. So I was like, okay, we're dope. All right. When is it too early to listen to Christmas music? Oh, I don't listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. I'm that girl. Y'all killing me. Maybe I have to retire this question because it breaks my heart every did, time. Did, did Lauren say the same thing? Yeah, like I was like, what is wrong with y'all? Like y'all, and it's not just Lauren, it's everybody. That, I've had one person that has come on the show and has just vibed with me when it came to that. Um, Cause I- So like, I'm not opposed to it. Like I listen to a Christmas song right now because I think Christmas music is great. But I think every holiday deserves its time. And if you listen to Christmas music like solely before Thanksgiving, you're not giving that holiday its time. That's a lot. Because Christmas music and Thanksgiving music are the same thing. You roast chestnuts on an open fire while you eat your turkey. So that's you eat time. a bunch of food. You're right. Like you just spend time but with to, family a lot. <laughs> but to, you, 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 but here's the thing. I cannot deny your answer um so we're gonna leave it at that all right so this question and then two really important questions all right if you had to have dinner with anybody that is currently living could be anybody who would you have dinner with anybody in the world that's currently anybody. living mm -hmm. oh my gosh like I have so many people running through my head right now that I, I don't even know. I mean, like, I almost just want to be like, talk to Oprah, see what okay. I think, sit down with her. And I know there's so many people though that like, I just kind of said that because it, it came to mind. Do you want to name another one? Um. Oh, come back to me. Come back. I'm skipped. Can I pass? <laughs> you can pass. You can pass. Okay. All right. Two most important questions you're going to answer. First of two. Why does kindness matter to you? Kindness is free. Um, you, you know, kindness is your choice and you can share kindness with everyone. You, it, it's free. It's just everyone. You can be kind to everyone. Um, and if you're kind to someone else, that person is more likely to going to be happier versus if you're rude to them, put them in a pissy mood, they could be rude to someone else. But kindness like, is um, contagious. It spreads among people. So um, be kind to others and they'll be kind to you. I like that. Last question. On this global running day, how kind has running been to you? Running is running's hard because it's not always kind to you. There's sometimes you have ugly relationships with running, but 
running is a gift and running has brought me so much joy and so much experience um, with things I would have never had and so many relationships with people I never would have had um, and so much learning about myself. Um, so, I mean, I, I love this conversation. I don't know, we've been talking for like an hour and a half and I just feel like we keep going and I, we probably would have never met if it wasn't for running. So um, I think there's a lot of kind people in the running world too, but it also reminds you to be kind to yourself. Um, so there, like kindness goes a lot of ways. Like you can be kind to other people, but you have to be kind to yourself as well. And sometimes that's hard in running, um, but it's a good reminder that like, hey, look at what you're putting your body through. Look at what you accomplish. Look at what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, now treat yourself like with respect for all that you do and be kind to yourself and be kind to others. The goat has spoken. Let the church say amen. And you have survived down the home stretch and killed it, family. What can we expect from you? And where can we find you to support your journey on social media? Um, so you can expect, follow me on Instagram, Julia K. Griffey. Um, that's where most of my my stuff is. I'm not like a huge Twitter, like don't tweet a lot or anything like that. Um, but you can expect for me to just be myself. That's um, what I want to do. That's what I want to try to be. I like to work hard. I have a full-time job. I like to have fun. I spend a lot of time with family and friends. Um, not afraid to go out for happy hour, um, but I also want to get to work and I want to have a full fall of racing because I'm a little bitter that my spring was cut short of racing. So um, hopefully more updates to come on that. Are you ready? Is you ready? The whole squad is ready. That got me pumped up. I need to go run <laughs> through something. Gosh, listen, I may even have to run the happy hour, you know, Applebee's or something. I don't even like Applebee's like that. But you know, anything <laughs> where the food is discounted and stuff, even if it has been sitting for a couple of days from the freezer to the fryer, at least the drinks are a little good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Essentially. <laughs> Julia, I appreciate you, fam, on this Global Running Day. Your inspiration is so many. And I hope that people do not miss the awesome things she's going to do on and off the track if you have not downloaded the panera app don't wait till it's too late go ahead and download that and get yourself a cookie and until get next yourself time, a free cookie for being a my panera member <laughs> my panera member and get yourself a chicken sandwich as well from panera and not this competing establishment until next time peace love and chicken grease